Okay, Britt. Thanks for coming back. Hey, by the, the way, show, man, just, just for the record. Excited. Yeah. Oh, I just want to thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. And I thank you for coming on. I think this is exciting. I think it's cool what you're doing. It's it's definitely a new take on on an event, uh, something we've never seen. So I'm excited to hear your uh, your take on it. So just to kick this off, like you, you we're calling this uh, vintage Durango or Fest, vintage Festivus. Is that what the name is? Yeah, it's the Durango Vintage Festivus. It's for the rest of us, man. Okay. It's for Explain. people Explain. that uh, didn't. Okay. Well, uh, you know, essentially I had um, a friend of mine came and I, I told you I was building this 12,000 square foot sort of Taj Mahal vintage paradise place to house all my collections. Because essentially the way it is for me, and maybe you have the same problem, but as soon as you fail, build a place or move into a new space, you fill it up so much, you already got to start working on your next space to fill up, you know? I don't know what it is, but you're in Vancouver, so you have people actually coming to shop at your place. I don't really have anybody that comes out here. I'm in the middle of freaking nowhere, man. So for me, it's not like I'm moving a lot of product out the door. It's more of like a hoarding situation where more shit comes in. Like for every 100 things I get, I sell like two things. So my friend was here, Poots, and we were at my new warehouse, which is about to be built, except the costs have gone from 450000 to over 800000 And by the time we're done, it's going to be over a million dollars. So I'm like, holy shit, not only is this costing me a fortune, but also um, I have so much stuff. I don't even think it's going to fit in this place once it's done. So I said, hey, I'm, I should have a big party and sell a bunch of stuff and invite everybody to come and have like a you know grand opening party and sell everything cheap or have a bulk sale. And Poots is like, well, shit, man, can I set up and sell some stuff there? And I said, sure. And then some of my other friends that I invited to come were like, hey, can I come set up and sell some stuff? And I said, sure. And then it got kind of out of control. And then the next thing you know, I've got like 50 people that want to come and sell. And I'm like, it was very stressful. To be honest with you, I got drunk for like three days. Like I couldn't handle the stress. So I called up this friend of mine who owns this, this concert venue in a party festival place where they have bungee jumping and zip lines and river rafting. They've got a, a world famous Frisbee golf course. I just ran into the national championships were there. I mean, it's place is unbelievable. I called him up and I said, Hey, could I move my thing? my grand opening party and move it to your place. And he said, of course, I'd love to do that. Um, and so we got some bands to play and it's going to be kind of like a denim Woodstock is, is what we're calling it. And uh, the best part about it is, is that uh, we didn't have a name. He said, what's the name? And my friend's like, I don't know. How about a Festivus for the rest of us? I'm like, all right, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> oh, so yeah. it wasn't like we put a lot I, of name. Uh... We didn't put a lot of name. We didn't put a lot of name into the thought or a lot of thought into the name. It just sort of happened. <laughs> uh, I nice love it. Beer, by the way, how long? It's, 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 yeah. It's, oh, this is only like, this is just pretty young. But yeah, Festivus for yeah. the rest of us, meaning that this is like a, this is an event. You know, I've heard you say it before too. Like a lot of events can be very pretentious, can be too like Hollywood, can be too this or that. This, this is like for the people out there on like a, on this event space that's like camping and adventure and like, it looks super cool. I actually checked out their website. That place looks fucking rad. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, and like for people that are listening to this, Festivus is, I just looked it up. I've heard, I, everyone knows Festivus from Seinfeld, which is, yeah, Festivus for the rest of us. It's an alternative to Hanukkah and Christmas, an alternative to consumerism <laughs> uh, festivals. It's super <laughs> weird. And they, they would air their grievances. It was a festival where you get together, you get to air your grievances to your friends and family. So I'll be uh, I'll be airing my grievances at at your event there, Britt. Um, wait, wait, wait! But also, can I just go on that one thing? Pizza straight, pizza straight. Yes, <laughs> I didn't. So, so this is amazing. You're telling me I don't even know any of that. I have no idea. I just like George Costanza's dad is like my favorite TV character of all time, Frank Costanza, where he's just like, you know, he, you know, when he stops short and he, and he grabs the girl's chest <laughs> because, and she's like, Oh, you stopped short on me. You stopped short on me because he, he's on a date and he would break really hard and then grab the girl's chest. <laughs> the guy's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> and then, and he goes and he's like, can't stand ya, Can't stand ya. Yeah. But 
I, I love the feats of strength yeah. thing, and that's what I was kind of going to do anyway with the Denim Olympics, but I had no idea until you mentioned it that that's a Festivus is feats of strength. It is. That's crazy. And totally, then the other totally, thing you mentioned totally. a second ago. Like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, you yeah, mentioned the, uh, the reconciliation, yeah. the grievances thing. That's so funny because I'm not going to mention names, but I have a big mouth, so I'll probably mention names anyway. But there's, it's kind of like the Tupac and Biggie, you know, the West Coast, East Coast vintage thing. And I think you probably know the people I'm talking about, but they've hated each other for like 30 years. And I was going to get them up on stage and I was going to auction a hug. So for charity, <laughs> like for some kids with like, uh, you know, hair lips or something. And we're going to, we would auction a hug where it'd be like, if, if I'm not going to name their names, but let's just say, uh, you know, Joe and Bob. So Joe and Bob are known to hate each other for 30 years. They've had a grievance about they've probably forgotten what the grievance was because there's a lot of grievances in the vintage business. Right. And so oh, I was yeah, going to get is. them up on stage and I wasn't going to tell them what they were going to be doing. And then I was going to have all the auction and the live auctioneer was going to go, hey, get $10, $10. Who wants to see the hunt between these guys for $20, $20? And we, you and me and other people would, how much money would you pay? And if, if you know the guys I'm talking about, I think you would probably just like me bid really high to see a hug between those guys. You know what I'm saying? I'll throw some money at it. I'll throw some money for a good cause. Yeah. Good laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, so I think the name is fitting. It's randomly, it's randomly ironic and awkward and, and it just happened, but it is fitting. And I think it fits this. So like, like you said, this is going to be like a Woodstock. This is like a festival. This is a three day event. I want to go over the schedule with you. Um, so, it seems like your whole, like you said, it happened organically. Your buddy wanted to come sell. You guys then created this event. You found the space. Give us the lowdown of like how it came to be of all these different events. Cause this is very, it's yeah, it's very ambitious of a undertaking uh, in my opinion. So give us the lowdown. Okay. This is the schedule in case you were wondering what this piece of paper was. Um, well, you know, Drew, uh, I, <laughs> I have something I say where I say, um, it's like a quote I have that, uh, <laughs> I say, <laughs> keep in mind the whole time we're talking, I have random music really loud in my headphones and I don't know where it's coming from, man. But anyway, <laughs> so it's hard to answer your questions with this music, but I have a quote that is this. Most people never act on the best ideas they ever have. So like God or the universe, whatever you want to call it, the, uh, you know, the power of the, of, of the world will give you inspiration and it'll give everybody inspiration. It's out there for anybody to grab. And most people will never do anything with it. They'll have some awesome thought. And then they'll be like, huh, wow, that's an interesting thing. Maybe I can make some money to do that. And then they won't do it. They'll go back to their job or they'll turn Seinfeld back on, you know, ironically. Um, so my idea with the Festivus is like pretty much whatever I could come up with. I'm like, let's try it out. You know, it's the first year. If it fails, it fails. I'm not afraid to fail in anything I've ever done. And, you know, I think that's, I think that's why I've been successful, frankly, you know, and, uh, and so maybe it'll be like something where it'll go viral. And I mean, there's so many different events going on at this thing that any one of them could become the viral one that everyone's talking about. I mean, like the auction, for instance, the auction's going to be absolutely insane. It's going on Thursday night, Friday night and Saturday night. And there's about 40 items per night. And the items are unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. We have two pairs. No. Three pairs. We have two 1890s denim Levi's. We also have an 1880 canvas Levi's that's being auctioned. So these are the oldest Levi's that have ever been auctioned at a live auction ever. Like nobody's, when have you ever gone to a live auction and seen a pair of Levi's auctioned? You know, doesn't happen. Uh, 1800s ones. Then we have five or six pre 30s um, jeans like that. You know, there's probably like a total of 30 pairs of pre 1930s jeans. And 10 of them are Levi's. So 
right there, that, the that makes for a pretty exciting thing. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to see it. How how does the auction work? Because you can you can bid remotely and in person. Is that correct? That's correct. I just got off the phone with my rep from High Bid, where we had a very interesting conversation about exactly this. Because I was trying to upload it all today, so that as of today, people could actually get on to High Bid and bid. Except uh, there's a few more process steps I have to do. <laughs> so they won't be able to they won't be able to look at the stuff online until probably Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, which still gives people two and a half, three weeks to look at the items online for the online bidders all over the world. Now, if I was looking to buy a fifty thousand dollar pair of Levi's and I was in Italy, right? I wouldn't just want to see those pictures. I would fly over from Italy and want to see those jeans with my own hands and be at the actual live auction. So there may be people that show up to the Festivus last minute because that you know you're you're a vintage guy. We you and I both know holding something in our hands is everything, right? Sometimes things in a picture they look way better in the picture, and sometimes they way look way worse. I mean, you just never know until you get it in your hands. And also, it's hard to fall in love in a picture. I fall in love with all the stuff I buy, and I've bought a lot of really high end vintage. I fall in love with it, and in a in a in a picture. Um, you know, you don't fall in love with the picture. You fall in love with when you're holding it in your hands and you say to yourself, I want to take this home, you know? Yeah. So the, yeah. And, and, and it's a huge investment. If someone's going to spend that money, they want to be there. They want to make sure this is legit. They want to see it. They want to feel it. They want to check all the details. Yeah. Like, so you're hoping or that, that this auction site will drive a lot of people to actually come and check the event. Absolutely. Which I think is it's probably Absolutely. accurate. Yeah. I think okay, it is. So, I mean, so now we keep in mind, you, this is, this is my, so I just want to tell you, so this yeah. is my, one of my catalogs I used to do, you might've seen these and this is what I used yeah, to do every year it, yeah. for my movie clients and stuff. And I would make really nice photography of pieces that were found in mines and stuff that were available for rent. It's my rental catalog. So for this auction, we're making an even better catalog that we believe that the auction catalog itself will become an instant collector item that everyone's going to want to have. And let's say that you go to the auction and you fall in love with this pair of jeans at the auction. Well, or this overalls, for instance, which these ones aren't in the auction, actually. These ones are they're right there. But you're going to want to have, you're going to want to buy like 20 of these catalogs while you're at the auction. Because your your item is a cover girl kind of a thing on on the and so I think there builds value in the items by having them in the catalog too. And what's really cool is I let all the vendors that are coming. We have about sixty vendors, I think. I let them all um, put their items in the auction. So it was like Christmas around here. I was getting all these boxes in the mail before the photographer got here. And so for a lot of these people, they're younger, you know, they're kids. They've been in the business a few years and stuff like that. For them, they a lot of them never even been to a live auction, but now they get to go to a live auction and stand there having a cocktail while their item gets auctioned off. So I think it's going to be really cool. And also, I'm a very historical type of old school guy. I grew up working on a ranch. Like I, I pay a lot of attention to history. I've given a lot of things I found uh, away to museums. There's a whole part of me that you know people don't know about. But point is, is this auctions are very like romantic. In my in my view, it's something that's especially with COVID. Who the hell goes to like live auctions anymore? So I, I kind of love the idea of bringing back the idea of a live auction, you know. And that's just one of our yeah. events. That that might not have, even be the so event have, that goes like, viral, you know. I get. I'll give you my experience on that. I I've been to a few live. I actually met you for the first time at a live auction, the Double Deuce or something. The one in oh, Pasadena, I was selling like, off. One of the was that was the one I was. That's funny. I, I remember going to Pasadena to the double deuce or the flying deuce. It was the flying, flying deuce, deuce maybe, man, yeah. which is really funny because I became friends with Deuce Bigelow uh, through the vintage business. And I did a show in Pasadena at Mike Hodis's place with it was me and, du and, and Rob Schneider, who's all in the news now. I guess he's like a super conservative or something now. But anyway, it was me and Rob Schneider showing off our vintage stuff. So it was me and Deuce Bigelow, and you're talking about the Flying Deuce 
vintage, which also is in yeah. Pasadena. And it just proves all the serendipity in the world, man. It's serendipity, man. Totally. So then my, my first experience actually bidding in an auction, I didn't bid in that one. I was pretty green at that point. And it was just kind of an, a learning experience to go and check that out. What do you got there? Praying Mantis? Well, I went to, you know, I went to an estate sale and I got all these, uh, these lures, you know, these vintage fishing lures. But I just, while we're yeah. sitting here, I just have to show you this one of them. Can you see that? The naked lady one in there? With, it's it. a mermaid naked lady. It's a freaking, yeah, I mean, what kind of fish is going to, what kind of fish is going to go after the mermaid naked lady? You know, <clears throat> man, these things smell terrible. Big, big mouth bass. Sorry. Bass. <laughs> I'm getting distracted. I, no I did anyway, a TV show. The auction thing. So the first auction I bid in was at, in, in the, in the Queen Mary, the, I don't know if that, I think that was the second um, Rin Tanaka event, right? They had an auction in the basement of the Queen Mary. Oh, yeah. In that room. Uh, and this and, and like, there was no communications. Nobody could pay. Nobody could pay or bid because it was in a basement and there was no cell service. Oh, yeah. I don't, I think this was before they were offering like some kind of online thing. It was all in person. And I bid on uh, some Levi's and a jacket, like a set, like a kid set for my kid. At the time, I still have it. And there is something romantic about it. Like you say, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. You get fired up. You get fucking, uh, uh, you get a rush yeah. from being there. Like the act of being yeah. live with someone, you're competing with someone in the same room. Like it's, it's, it's a cool experience. And I can say that firsthand from that auction. So it's a lot different than, it's nothing like eBay. It's nothing like an online auction. It's like being in person at an auction gives you much more of a rush than any of this other bullshit. Yeah, 100%. And also, um, okay, so like, that, a lot yeah. of people... Wait, wait, I, can I just say one more thing about that? A lot of yeah, these sure. younger people that are in our business, our business is now... Dude, I was in the cowboy and, in, 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 you know, Western world for a long time. And maybe you don't know that, but I, I'm a huge collector of boots and spurs. And, I mean, look at the spurs here. This is like a $5,000 pair of spurs. Do you see that? Wow. That is, that's snakes crossing snake. Oh, you see the fucking dust just came off this thing. This is a pair of uh, spurs made by, it says Yuma, Arizona. And it's, a, it's by a guy named Blanchard. And these are Blanchard spurs, super collectible. Anyway, I was in the cowboy world too. Like I had a foot in the vintage clothing and a foot in the cowboy collect collectible stuff. And you go to these cowboy deals and everybody's freaking a dinosaur, man. They're, they're ancient. And so I thought that might happen to the vintage clothing business too. That's why I had my foot in different, you know, in different places, but turns out now we're the dinosaurs, dude, right? We're the dinosaurs. And some of the older dinosaurs like Larry and zip and Woody Brogdon and guys like that are all coming to my, my show. And we're going to have an ask the experts round table with these guys with free coffee with an incredible um, friend of mine named uh, um, Justin from uh, from Mind Goods, he's coming all the way from New York City with his coffee cart to give everybody free coffee and espresso drinks on Sunday morning at the round table. And and actually, would you like to be a part of our round table too? Um, sure, I'll be a part of it. I don't have the knowledge like those guys. Oh do, no, sorry, sorry. Part of it. No, it's all filled up. I, I was just. Uh, we, I just remember we don't have an extra spot at the table. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, no, yeah, you can, you can totally be there Sunday morning. It's going to be on the main stage, uh, man. We're going to have a bunch of chairs and a, it's going to be fun. And they're, and they're, you know, they will let the young guys, the, there's a lot of people that are killing it in this business and they're coming to the Festivus. And these are guys that I might learn stuff from. I mean, they've, they're like got mad techniques and the way they're finding stuff and sourcing stuff. And some of them are real creative, too. And so, you know, it'll be interesting to have this back and forth amongst the vintage generations, right? With the kind of pioneer guys like Larry and then the 20-year-old guy who, no, 17-year-old kid I know in Denver's coming. He has a T-shirt store. He's supposed to be in college, but his dad said, listen, I'll either open a business for you or pay for college. You choose. He chose the T-shirt store. I went in there the other day, and it's just freaking killing it, dude. Like, 
people just jumping up and buying like all these $500 rock shirts off the walls everywhere. It's crazy. So anyway, yeah, it is crazy. Times have changed. So let's, uh, let's talk schedule. Uh, so that round table sounds super cool. Um, so, okay. We have Sunday Thursday, morning, September 29th. This thing kicks this. Yeah. Okay. This thing kicks off Thursday, September 29th, five to 7 PM. So it's, th- it's Thursday evening. We have a VIP reception cocktail party and live auction preview. So I guess everything's set up. You can check out the live auction items, kind of like get a feel for well, it. Well, for that you night, it, whatever. you can only look at the, you, you get to look at the auctions that are being auctioned that night. Because the, the cocktail party goes from 5 to 7.30 at the pavilion at Tico time. And, uh, and then yeah. the auction starts at 7.30. And we're doing like 29, 30 items that night. And they're not, they're not the... They're not the best of this, the auction stuff, but they are a more affordable stuff. And some of them are really, really freaking awesome too. So, so is it yeah. like, and then are, um, going, are you going like for the best stuff on the la- on the end of the auction? Is that how it's working? Like Saturday night's the best. No, we're stuff? interspersing. We're definitely interspersing okay, cool. the stuff throughout the, throughout the time. But the, all of the 1800s Levi's are going on Saturday night. Cause we figure like that's the, that's when there'll be the most people in the seats for the live auction. And also by, by Saturday, uh, you know, people will have told their friends. And so more people will be signing up as online bidders all over the world. I mean, I got people already all over the world, you know, begging me to, to, to get registered. But I, I haven't been able to upload the stuff yet because I'm still working it out with high bid and their auction flex program. It's very complex. It's beyond my pay grade. So, so when, that's once you get this going, once you get the site set up, you're going to be posting links like on your social media and everything about where this auction site is, right? So yes. Can find it. Yes. Great question. Okay, yes. great. You should send that to me so I can post it on this video. Hopefully, it'll be at least absolutely we can get that up there. Um, okay, so then Friday it kicks off in the morning nine nine to eleven thirty. Uh, VIP uh, bus tour to Carpe Denim Warehouse. This is this is now going from Tico time to your warehouse. It's like a feel a vintage field trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. So basically, the buses leave at nine, and every thirty minutes thereafter until eleven thirty, um, we got to be back to Tico time by noon. So I would call it like more like a, a scouting trip. I mean, if people want to buy stuff real fast, yeah, they can. But I think it's more like so one thing that I don't I don't know that the younger people getting into this business will have the same perspective as guys like you and I who've been doing it forever. But success is not about short term achievement of goals. It's about long term thinking and long term achievement of goals. So when I okay, I'll give you a great example. Um, There was a military warehouse I found in Utah and I was in there and I found. 5,000 mint condition uh, um, fishtail parkas, dude. 5,000 of them. I, I sell wow. them now for three, $400 a piece. So if you do the math on that, that's millions of dollars. But I, I, I was stupid, and I didn't think long-term. This was in, like, 2001. And I, I, anyway, I could have had them for a dollar or $2 a piece, okay? Dollar two dollars a piece. Well, Oliver found out about it in like 2012. So when I when I went back there in 2015, um, they told me that, and I was ready to buy them all. They had sold them to Oliver a couple years later, and I love Oliver. I have nothing nothing bad to say about him at all. Bottom line is, I didn't think long term enough to get that inventory at that time. And you got to believe in what you're doing and stuff. Anyway, the point of the matter is is what I'm what I'm getting to is that if somebody comes and looks around my warehouse, they will, you know, put a subconscious sort of filter on what they're seeing. <clears throat> and then one day they might go, hey, you know what? I could use 100 M65 field jackets. And look at that. Britt has them. I wonder if he still has them. Oh, shit. You know what? He had a lot of uh, size 36 to 40 1980s Levi's. He was selling for 40 bucks a piece. I wonder if he still has those. So it's a scouting trip for people. From nine to eleven thirty, nine to twelve, basically, and uh, I think it's really cool. Tico Time has these fun buses that are very tropical looking and everything, and so you know we'll we'll bus them over there, and uh, people can get a tour. Hopefully, the upstairs will be open by then, but that's only three weeks away now, so who knows? 
So the, bus, then, the bus ride's part then, of the party. How much? How long is this bus ride? Well, I cannot uh, disclose that, but let's say that it's not very long. It's okay. um, you know, you might get enough time to pick one nostril, but probably not both nostrils. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna be blindfolded in the party bus. On the oh, dude, secret that was the opening scene of a TV show I created. That's exactly it. Where we were like. People are watching, going, what the fuck is going on? They see, a, see me out in the desert, I'm blindfolded, and I'm in a van. And they're going, they, they think they're watching a Taliban movie where a guy's about to get, like, killed by the freaking Taliban. But instead, it's me yeah. getting taken to a secret mine location by the owner of the mine's widow who didn't want to, me to know how to find the place to double back and steal the shit. That was a TV show thing I got going on. Anyway, so yeah, it's sort of like that, except... Well, actually, Drew, if you want to be blindfolded, my friend, you can be blindfolded. It's a blindfold optional oh, I need, I need bus ride. I need to know where the location is. Okay, <laughs> okay so then, we got, then, we're back at, so, then we're back at Tico time by 12 <laughs> to 5, which is the vintage yeah. wholesale. I love Lucy-style shopping spree by the pound shopping. So this is a this is a separate tent or area that's going to have literally by the pound, lots of shit to grab. Uh, and what's going to be the starting yeah. by the pound price? Because you didn't put that on the schedule. You, you wrote that it goes down over time. You're right. What's the starting price? Uh, yes. Yes. Well. <laughs> you have to wait and see how right now, it is. You got to see how many people. No, are. I, <laughs> so I've again. been a Bob Marley fan. My, I've been I've been a Bob Marley fan my whole life. Okay. I was going to get a the Rasta lion tattoo on my shoulder and everything. And now it's rat race. So it's very hard to concentrate when then rat race is playing in my head, but this bulk shopping will actually be like a rat race, right? It'll be. So the auctioneer is, this is what we're thinking. The auctioneer. So first of all, there's going to be a, pa a pile of at least 10,000 pounds of vintage. There'll be double X's and red lines and 1920 sweaters. And like probably, 500 1940s and 30s house dresses and a thousand military items. I mean, the shit that I'm listen, if anybody's watching, they can tell I'm going a little crazy. Have you noticed I'm a little crazier than normal? I'm always been kind of crazy, but have you, are you, are you noticing that this thing's driving me kind of crazy? So as I'm going more crazy, I'm putting more stuff that I would never logically sell in a bulk situation. I'm putting more and more of it into the pile. Because I'm just like, fuck it. I'm putting it in the pile. Fuck it. I'm putting it in the pile. So I might even get in the pile and take for stuff and my own stuff, man. I mean, it's going to be amazing. So, but the auctioneer is going to be like, okay, there is a, and then, and by the way, the, the pile is now so big that we can't do it in one of the two giant tents we already booked. So I have two massive wedding tents. I've already paid $10,000 for to house the vendors. But now all the vendors signed up and more people have signed up to vend at the last minute. And so I don't have any room now for the bulk deal in these, in these places. So I had to get a third tent, a third giant tent just for the bulk sale. Okay. So it's going to be like this. There's going to be like a ring around the tent with like caution tape. And you'll see inside the tent, this fucking pile that's going to be the biggest freaking amazing vintage pile anyone has ever seen. That is a personal Brit Eaton guarantee. I, I want, I want people to, so the idea is, is this, these people that pay money for the pie, the pound, then we're going to do an exit interview with them. And they're going to be like, Holy shit. Look what I found. Holy shit. Then if we ever do a Festivus again, everyone, everyone, that every one of those people that goes on social media that shows the freaking double X's they found or whatever, and not everyone's going to find them. There's only going to be probably 10 of them in the whole deal. But they're just fucking Levi's 50s, you know, 40s and 50s Levi's. Anyway, so the auctioneer yeah. gets out so, there and he goes, so you're he goes, you're saying, he goes, that uh, was unclear. You're, <laughs> you're saying that you're going to auction off the price. So how are you going to determine the price on that first day? That's what I'm getting to. So okay. the auctioneer gets there and he's going to have his, his PA set up. And he's going to be like, who give me a hundred dollars for 10 minutes, a hundred dollars for 10 minutes. And he's going to auction off for one price that you get. Whoever gets the high bid gets 10 minutes to get as much shit out of that pile as they can in 10 minutes. That's going to be the first uh, auction. 
So okay. just like in I Love Lucy. So we'll have a freaking big clock and a timer, and we're going to have a bullhorn that's going to go. And then let's say that you're the high bidder for 350 bucks, right? That means, Drew, that you get 10 minutes for $350. You get as much stuff as you can get dragged out of that pile. And then we're going to have like a, a line that you got to get it past, like, you know, outside the tent, but, you know, not terribly far, but definitely it's not going to be like you just pull the pile over and that's yours. You know what I mean? It's going to be like another caution tape. You got to get yeah. your shit over. But, but if anybody else wants to get into that same deal, so let's say that you and I are bidders and, and you bid up to 350 and then the auction goes, okay, the high bid is 350. Does anybody else want to get in at that same rate? So maybe there's five guys that say, fuck it, I'll do that for 10 minutes. And those five people and girls, by the way, or he, she, they's, whatever, I don't give a shit. We, we're open to everybody here at the Festivus. Yeah, they absolutely. jump on in there and they dig out stuff. And, you know, and then we do the auction again. Okay, now, now maybe it's the same people go for another 10 minutes. Or maybe somebody, maybe the bidding gets down to 150 bucks and then 10 people jump in for 150. So that's going to go on for probably about an hour. And then after that, it's going to be like, okay, you know, it's $20 a pound for the next hour. And, and then you have time to go look for stuff for an hour. So that's more of like a, uh, okay. you're not like frantically well, getting like a bunch of holy fucking jeans. Yeah. Very interesting concept for this, uh, this, this sale. So <laughs> I'm excited to see where this goes because I can tell you right now, first people in that pile are going to want to pay a lot of money because they think they're going to score and they may very, very well score big time. Um, yeah, okay, but, so then but the next they're, event, they're not yeah. the strategy. It's all about strategy. If I'm that guy, I'm not going, oh, I'm going to go look for a pearl amongst this whole fucking billion fucking oysters. I'm just grabbing all the fucking oysters. I can always throw the shit back in the pile later on in the day after I've sorted my oysters. You see what I mean? So it's all about yeah. strategy, man. <laughs> hey, by the way, have you ever gone to the Rose Bowl? Have you ever gone to the Rose Bowl and bought something at like 6 a.m. and then flipped it for double or triple your money by like 9 a.m.? Yeah, a lot, all the time. Exactly. Yeah. So well, that's I used to do that with you, man. I used to buy stuff from you. I was, I, you never bought shit from me, by the way. Anyway, I used to buy it from you and then I'd double it no, back at my booth an hour later. But... Already, your price was double, triple. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure you did. Anyway, I mean, my prices. You were one of the first guys on my first time at Rose Bowl when I came out with insane yeah. amounts of great shit. And there was, I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I had a relative idea, but. My pricing was so far off. I sold shit to you. I sold shit to Mike, uh, RIP. And I sold shit to Larry that day. I sold shit to like probably uh, uh, freaking. I sold shit to everybody who definitely sold it for more that same day. But I was yeah. fucking stoked anyway because well, I made like 10 grand that day. I, I was actually joking. I, I honestly, I, I well, I'm not joking. I, I did used to buy stuff and then make, you know, make my money back and then some on the same day. Many times. I don't remember particularly doing that from you, to be honest, but, but, uh, but and by the way, rest in peace, Mike Manperl, if that's who you're talking about, I wish yeah. he could come to this yeah. thing. He was awesome guy. I used to throw the football around with him all the time at Rose Bowl when things were slow. He loved throwing footballs and Frisbees and shit. Um, and on yeah. that same uh, deal, the whole point is, is this, if I, I, I can go to the Rose Bowl with no inventory and and a thousand dollars in my pocket, right? And the guy at the gate would be like, "How come you don't have any inventory?" I go, "Don't worry about it, dude. It's my business." And then I could go spend my grand and make three thousand dollars and walk out with no inventory again. That's the kind of a situation that was, and that's what I'm saying about my event. Somebody could come with just some money and they could go in that bulk sale and get a giant pile of clothing and then throw it in their freaking booth the next day and make a profit. And then use that profit at the auction to buy something that's too expensive. And then they go home with something really expensive that they didn't wish they didn't buy. <laughs> and they get a free coffee on Sunday morning at the round table. <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. Okay, so let's move on okay. to Denim Olympics. So, then, so yeah, move this on. Is, you have two denim to five on, on Friday is den the Denim Olympics. So this that's all you wrote. So you got to explain this one. 
Well, I'll be honest with you. The Denim Olympics is sort of a work in progress. There's about 50 different events that are in my head of things I want to do. I figure that the 12 o'clock, there's going to be several really exciting times at this festivus, right? I think the first, the first gavel at the first auction Thursday is going to be an exciting time. I think the, um, the, the, the auctioning of the bulk thing is going to be exciting. I think that, um, I think the Saturday night auction is going to be ridiculous when these Levi's go. And I think the 7 a.m. VIP shoppers at the main event is going to be fucking awesome, too. But another thing that's going to be awesome is the Denim Olympics, because by by two o'clock or so, the the excitement of the bulk thing will have kind of ebbed. And now there's, let's say, 20 people that are picking through the pile, you know, paying 20, 25 bucks a pound or what have you. And then some of the other people are going to come over and mosey over with me, and we're going to do this Denim Olympics, which is the thing that I think could go viral more than anything. Some of the ideas, and again, I, I, don't, I can't say for sure what we're going to do, but they have zip lining, bungee jumping, disc golf, river rafting. They have a giant water slide. I mean, we could do a contest where the guy who slides off the water slide and does the best jump gets a pair of red lines or something. Or people bungee off the freaking high tower down to a net below, and there's vintage jeans in the freaking net that they got to freaking grab as they're trying to go back up on their bungee jumping. Getting sweaty during this interview. Uh, I mean, the zip lining. You're zip lining along, and I'm going to shoot jeans out of a fucking cannon at you, like out of a potato gun, and you're going to have to catch like red lines, and if you don't catch them, you don't get them. We're going to have two braces where there's one bridge like a quarter mile up the river, and you can see it from the lower down the river bridge. And we're going to have tube races where guys are going to, guys and girls are going to get in there and race down in their tubes. And all the, all the other rest of us will be on the bridge, like cheering for our, our heroes. Another idea is to put a bunch of tubes upstream and have them have cardboard boxes in each tube. And then like numbers on the two or on the box. And one box will have like a buckle back in it and all the rest won't. And people will bid on the numbers, you know, that they wanted the box and the winning bidder gets the box. And then he runs down the river and gets it and there's nothing in it. And then the next guy gets the buckle back, or maybe nobody gets that because nobody bid on that uh, one. It should just we're be gonna a have a, a like, scavenger hunt where you, yeah, you get to uh, go ahead. have to like pay to pay to be in the race, and then everybody has to like three, two, one, go, and there's floating boxes on the river, and you just have to swim out. <laughs> and whoever gets the box wins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this is I literally literally have it on my schedule for today to refine all the crazy shit that's in my head and make it like. 10 events or five events. Oh, one thing we're definitely doing is we're having a tug of war with a, a rope made out of jeans. So I'm tying like 50 Levi's together in a rope and then teams will try to pull it. And the tug of war might actually be done on paddle boards or tubes in the, in the pond that's there, which would be fucking awesome. And then another thing that's definitely happening is a scavenger hunt. And the scavenger hunt's more of like the last thing of the day. And that's going to be like a 15 clues where you run and get a clue and, and there'll be a pair of uh, buckle back jeans for the prize or something, you know? Nice. <laughs> so we got a lot of denim. Uh, stuff sounds going pretty on. epic. Sounds like a good time. I'm definitely going to be partaking in that. So after that, we have the, uh, sounds like every night we're getting some live music. We got, oh, we got the live auction again on the Friday night from 5 30 PM. After that, and the 8, items ramp up. The items ramp up every night. Okay, wicked. And then eight thirty till I guess about ten thirty, we got drinks and live music. Right, you got some bands: Carson, Deersing, and Lou Shields on the Friday. Yeah, they're both vintage dealers. One of them is uh, is Driftless Great. Artifacts from Wisconsin. Carson is um, he, I think he's Stay Tuned Vintage Clothing, and he's out of Indiana, I believe. Both of them have been musicians forever. Lou, I know, is a big um, skater as well, so he knows the skating community, guys. But in addition to all that, um, they've played together. Turns out they've played together at festivals before. So we're hoping that they do like a – like Carson will do a set first, and then they'll merge for a set, and then Lou will do a set after. So that's going to be super fun. Amazing. And I'll try to get the fire dancers. I'll try to get the fire dancers for that too. Tico time, well, literally, I swear really to God, you can't, you can't make this that. shit up. You can't make this shit up. Tico time has live-in, on-site fire dancers. They have girls that actually live there 
and come out for events and dance around in like leotards with fire and climb rope and do flips and all sorts of crazy shit. It is unfreaking believable, wow. man. You can't make it up. You can't make it up. The place is called Tico Time. It's kind of oddly fitting because I know you, like, you go to Costa Rica a lot. And, like, the whole concept of this Tico Time place is, like, Costa Rica, like, adventure, right? Man, you have you have no idea, man. You have no idea. When I was in high school, they called yeah. me the weed van. I then moved in the middle of freaking absolutely nowhere in Colorado. And, like, the first dispensary in the state came in across the street from my house because it was one of the first places as you enter the state. So out-of-staters could come and get weed there. Think about that. Wow. You know, I love live music. I've now seen three bands very close to my house, like walking distance, uh, that are Grammy-winning bands that I saw in my youth when I traveled around going to music shows and stuff. And now they're playing at my house. I mean, it's just crazy. Freaking crazy. So, yeah, but I don't – I've only been okay, in Costa Rica so once, actually, but I've been to a lot of other places. Oh, okay. Well, um, maybe I was confused there, but still, this Tico time thing sounds uh, sounds amazing. I've been there a bunch of times. Let's talk Saturday. We got 7 a.m. is the vendor. 7 to 9 is vendor setup. 9 to 4 is the show. So this is where all the vendors are going to be selling, everybody who's paid for a booth. So Saturday is kind of like the main – well, I guess all the days, but Saturday seems like the main show day. Where you can just yeah, Saturday's the main show day. However, there is a there is a, there are pop up vendors that are going to be popping up at will Friday to Sunday. Guys that are coming down from Denver with their sleeping bag and a tent and a bunch of cool vintage clothing, you know. And then there's um, also Tent B, which is an open air tent. It's got a roof on it but no walls. The vendors of Tent B are going to be popping up whenever they want to, and there'll be food trucks and stuff all throughout the weekend as well. So tent. Uh, Saturday yeah. is when the main event tent was sort of the more, let's say, hoity-toity guys like Larry and Zip. And actually, Zip's, uh, Zip's not uh, – I shouldn't have mentioned him. He's coming, but he's not vending. But, you know, guys like that are, are, are going to be setting up, you know, to sell, to sell okay. like, high-end, crazy collection pieces, you know? Yeah. we got. I might auction some military the... bales in the middle of it on Saturday, too. Nice. So these bales, because you I forgot to mention, I'm going to auction some military bales too. That's right. They're old bales that Uh, I bought, bale that I've never unbailed a long time ago. Yeah. They were ones I found in the back of businesses. Uh, I've I've bought out a bunch of, well, you wouldn't necessarily know that. I might have 10 bale machines for all you know. (laughs) But anyway, um, actually, I bought my first bale. I bought my first bale in 1997. Uh, seriously, I bought a, I bought my first bale of Levi's in nineteen in nineteen ninety seven. Um, that's how I got started in the business. But yeah, so I have these military bales that I'm just going to auction like unsorted, like you won't even know what's in them. You just pay, and, and we get the live auctioneer to sell a bale, you know. Or maybe I'll break open one and do a bulk sale on that too. Or what if after like the first thirty minutes go by, I break open a military bale, throw it on top of the pile, and then re-auction the ten minute I Love Lucy thing. So basically, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm anything's possible, here man. Is that anything is fucking possible. This is a fucking free for all. You never know. You gotta be. You gotta have your eyes. You know. You gotta have your eyes open the whole weekend because you need to. You know. You That's gotta right. see what's going on because Britt might just pop off a random bail popping or an auction at any point. Yeah. Or I, I might. Yeah. Have, yeah. Yeah. Somebody might pop up and have. Oh yeah. Some crazy rare <laughs> thing that you've never seen before, and you need to have like it's gonna be a party. You got to be ready to buy. Um, We're going to have the wild. security. All the security guys are going to be dressed like Wyatt Earp, man. They're going to be wearing like 1800 stuff. And the women security people will be in big flowing, frilly 1800s dresses. And they're going to have sheriff badges. And, and they're going to have fake guns and the whole thing. I mean, it's going to be like a cowboy security situation. That way, oh, if you need security, Lord. you just look for the guy that's in the freaking 1800s freaking top hat and you grow hey man you know sheriff over here please i need a sheriff over here and actually yeah, i'm flying my friend who's six foot six up because a bunch of the vintage dealers will probably look like the security so you're just gonna be like going people. <laughs> i know uh, i know i should have a thing okay, where you get so like 25 bucks. you get a free vip pass if you get if you do uh if you uh if you find a damsel in distress or something and you help them you get a free VIP pass. 
Like if somebody confuses you with security, you know? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so oh yeah, that's another thing. Here. So the it. VIP passes, wait, can I say one more thing? Yeah, yeah. There, if you go to Tika, if you go to the link that's on my Instagrams at Original Indiana Jeans, at Durango Vintage uh, Festivus, all of those uh, Instagrams have links to Tico Time that take you right to the event page, and then you can buy tickets there. And if you put in the code DENIM, D-E-N-I-M, capitalized, it's still good for 20% off. But that will be going away sometime. It'll go poof. I don't know when. But it's good right now. So TicoTimeResort.com events. TicoTimeResort.com events. people get accommodation to everybody books? So is there still accommodation available there? Well, there, so Tico Time is an RV park and camping place. There's a couple cabins, and I don't know if they're still available, but they do have some cabins. They're probably rented. Probably the RVs are gone, too. But a lot of people are camping. There's also lodging in Aztec, New Mexico, Farmington, New Mexico, and Durango, Colorado, which are all within 30 minutes of the venue. Um, and uh, but, okay. but if you buy, like, a pass for the whole weekend, it includes camping. So I think it's 75 bucks. Well, oh, okay. And then twenty percent off that, so like it's like fifty bucks, I think, okay. to get a pass for the whole festival and camping, and like and the resort too. I mean, they got paddle boards, they got tube tubing, they got like bungee jumping, zip lining, all this stuff, and it's 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 in the resort situation, and and uh, I mean, it's like a phenomenal deal, is what it is. I mean, what did you pay for inspiration? Two thousand, three thousand for your ticket yeah, to get a space in inspiration? Yeah. It cost me three grand. Cost me three grand. My events, like the the most anybody's paying is like I think three hundred and fifty bucks for like a double space or something, you know. And and the average person paid nice. two hundred bucks for a vendor space, you know. And for the people going there, you still, um, you still it's a great deal vendors? too. Are you you still have vendor spaces available? Yeah. Well, if they're pop up vendors, absolutely. Because pop up vendors that bring their own tent, they could pop up anywhere. Like if I was a young gun, I might pop up right at the entrance of Tico time, you know, right by where the weed store is, you know, and get all the people coming out with their freaking, their freaking flower, man. <laughs> I mean, I'd be popping up here one day and I'd pop up over there and people, I'd be the, I'd become the, we, I'd become the where's Waldo of the vintage pop-up community. If I was a pop-up guy, I'd be popping up everywhere. So, but also this is very important. There are, I think, three spaces left in the main event tent that if anybody gets a hold of me right away, they can have it. The reason that they are available is because I saved them for people for the last minute. So I can kind of, you know, have a couple spaces in case somebody I really wanted to come to the show wanted to come in. And then um, the other thing that's really important about the pop-up thing is to know is that, um, uh, Oh shit. I forgot. I was going to say something about the pop-up thing, but they're going to be popping up here and there, you know? Okay. Okay, so uh, Saturday we have live auction again. Whoa, 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 whoa. We missed the We've best thing. We, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The, that's when the big gun. That's when the. That's when all the expensive. That's when the three pairs of eighteen hundred Levi's are going to sell Saturday night. Okay, so Saturday night, five p.m. Then nine p.m. We got live music again. This time it's High Country Hustle. Um, Dude, they're awesome. That's all I can tell you. I I, got to tell you, you can't just skip over High Country Hustle. It's a buck. Okay. Talk about High Country Hustle. Yeah, and and actually, it went to $5 on Saturday. So the bulk sale went to 5 bucks on Saturday, and then it becomes a dollar on Sunday. So let's say all you got in your your wallet is 100 bucks, and you're piss poor, right? Well, you show up to my Festivus on Sunday, and at 9 a.m., you get to buy clothing for a dollar a pound, um, it costs you 25 bucks for your ticket to get into the festival and you get a free coffee because we got free coffee on Sunday morning, compliments of the Durango Vintage Festivus and mine goods during the uh, complimentary coffee thing. So basically for a hundred dollars, you end up with 75 pounds of vintage clothing and a free coffee and you get to learn something from the experts all at the same time. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. But you skipped over High Country Sounds Hustle. Like a great deal. And, dude, High Country Hustle you're, is you're like the greatest salesman. band Ever. Trust me, Drew. High Country Hustle. High Country Hustle are unfreaking believable. The first time I saw them play, it was actually at Tico time. And they start playing, and I'm like, what is this music? And I'm like, I'm just absolutely blown away. And they got the fire dancers going on, and this absolutely beautiful, magical music is playing. 
and it, the, 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 the cottonwood trees are blowing around and they've got this light show going on on the freaking giant cliffs. So you feel like you're in Egypt or something because there's these big, huge stone cliffs there at Tico time. And you're just like, uh, it's like the most magical thing you're ever going to see in your life, man. So you got to see High Country Hustle Saturday Epic, night. Dude. And by the way, you get into High Country Hustle for free with your admission ticket for Saturday. It's only 25 bucks to get into the thing as a shopper on Saturday. And you get to get the resort pass and you get to see a band that would normally cost you 50 bucks. So it's like you're getting the band for free. Crazy. So basically, if you can make the trip, if you want to have a good time, if you want to buy some vintage, if you want to party with Brit, if you want to jump off the bungee at uh, Tico time, you better freaking get organized and get down to the Durango Vintage Festivus because um, there is the no other event like it. It's a festivus for the rest of us. Okay, Britt, we got to end it there. Um, thanks for hopping on with me. I appreciate it. I'm excited for this event. I uh, wish you the best in making this thing come to fruition exactly how you want it. Um, and I'm excited to see it pan out here, man. Okay, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate all your help.